Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Monday, April 11th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Russia's assault in the east of Ukraine appears to be underway. Satellite images show an eight-mile-long convoy of Russian armored vehicles and artillery outside the northeastern city of Kharkiv. In a major reshuffle, Russia has also appointed a new commander to oversee its Ukraine operations. He's Alexander Dvornikov, whose nickname is the Butcher of Syria. NATO may be getting two new members as early as this summer. The Times of London reports Finland and Sweden are in talks to join the military alliance. Both countries remained neutral during the Cold War, and the interest in joining NATO is a sign that public opinion in both countries has shifted following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The head of NATO says the alliance would welcome the two Nordic neighbors, but Russia has already warned against the move. Many Russians get only Kremlin propaganda about the war in Ukraine, but passengers on one train line are seeing a bit of what's really going on. In order to travel between Moscow and the separate Russian territory of Kaliningrad, trains must pass through Lithuania. The main train station there now has 24 large posters with images of the devastation and the words, Today Putin is killing civilians in Ukraine. Do you support this? Republican Representative Liz Cheney, who's the vice chair of the committee investigating the January 6th insurrection, says it's, quote, absolutely clear that Donald Trump knew what he was doing was unlawful, but he did it anyway. According to The New York Times, the committee is split on whether it should refer Trump for criminal charges. In case you thought Liz Cheney was on the outs with Republicans, check her bank balance. Politico reports she just set a personal fundraising record. Her campaign pulled in close to $3 million in the first quarter of 2022. Cheney would typically raise a few hundred thousand dollars in a quarter, but her anti-Trump views are bringing in money from all over the country. In her home state of Wyoming, Cheney faces a tough challenger in Harriet Hageman, an attorney that already has Donald Trump's endorsement. We want to hear from you. Email us at the refresh at insider.com. And coming up from blackface to injuries, we talk about some of the problems with America's next top model. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. 
A Texas woman was recently charged with murder for performing a self-induced abortion, according to authorities. But now the county's district attorney is dropping those charges. Legal experts and activists say it wasn't clear what law she was breaking. That's because Texas's abortion ban allows for civil lawsuits against anyone who helps a woman get an abortion, but not criminal charges and not against the woman herself. France held its first round vote for the French presidency on Sunday. Current President Emmanuel Macron finished in first place with about 27% of the vote, and his far-right opponent Marine Le Pen took second with about 23% of the vote. The pair will now face each other in a two-week runoff battle. Le Pen has run twice before and softened some of her previous hardline positions against immigrants and Muslims, but she still supports deporting foreigners who are unemployed for over a year and banning Muslim headscarves in all public places. What happens when the police pull over a driverless car? Well, a lot of laughing and confusion, according to a video that's gone viral, showing cops in San Francisco stopping a car, apparently for not having its headlights on. Ain't nobody in it. Bystanders gawk in disbelief as perplexed officers circle the car, trying and failing to open the doors. <laughs> the self-driving car is operated by Cruz, which says the vehicle pulled over as it should have, and the company has a police hotline. It's still unclear, though, whether Cruz got a ticket. A mechanic found a bunch of discarded art in a barn dumpster in Connecticut. Sounds normal enough, right? Well, those pieces turned out to be worth millions of dollars. An abstract artist named Francis Hines had used the barn to store his paintings, sculptures, and drawings. Hines died in 2016 at the age of 96. He was best known for wrapping fabric around buildings, including the Washington Square Arch and JFK Airport. Jared Whipple, the mechanic who found the work, contacted Hines' family who told him he could have it. Brings new meaning to the phrase, one man's trash is another man's treasure. The woman who compiled Schindler's lists during the Holocaust has died. Mimi Reinhardt was 107 years old and was Jewish herself. As Oscar Schindler's secretary during World War II, she drew up lists of over 1,300 Jews who went to work in Schindler's factories, saving them from Nazi concentration camps. She died in Israel, where she moved in 2007 to be with her only son. She said she felt at home there. The reality TV show America's Next Top Model captivated millions of viewers for the 15 years that it aired. I was definitely a big fan. But now, four years after its final season, people are looking back and reckoning with how the show treated its contestants, the models. Insider's Kate Taylor interviewed more than a dozen former producers and contestants about their experience of alleged abuse on the show and the lasting effects it had on their mental health. So some of the contestants who have had a really hard time describe this as traumatizing. Eugenia from season seven is a good example of that. She's someone who on the show felt like her life was being put on the line for ratings. One instance of that was a runway that was over a pool. It was super wobbly. We look and there's this runway right in the middle of a pool. We're like, oh my God. So it's, it's again to entice the audience to make it something new, something special. We're like, in the pool? It was basically set up in a way for the most drama kind of set up for people to fall in. Eugenia was the person who took the tumble on that runway wearing six-inch heels. As soon as I stepped on it, with one foot, I, like, slid. 
I kept going after I fell off. I just kept going. And she cracked her knee. Mm. She still has scars on her knee from that 16 years ago. Reading your article, I forgot about some of the episodes. I mean, there's one where the models are put into blackface. Christina, you're going to be an East Indian. Tiffany, you're going to be Native American. Brittany, an African-American woman. We can look back and say, oh, it was a different time. But UV in season four talked to me and told me, even at the time, she and a couple of other girls said, we don't feel comfortable with this. This is wrong. Yeah. So I think it's easy for many people to just dismiss reality TV as trivial and even vapid. But it's a major component of U.S. TV diet and culture, right? So how did America's Next Top Model influence television in its 15-year run? Tyra and the show really made a effort to showcase diversity. And that had a real impact on the fashion industry as a whole. We had at least one trans contestant, Isis King. We had more plus-size contestants when that was not the norm in the industry. Um, there was always a ton of racial diversity on the show. On the other hand, we saw a lot of these people from underrepresented backgrounds having those aspects of their identity turned into storylines. It's an interesting needle to thread where the show had some amazing representation. But looking back and watching these things now, it feels like these were exploited for storylines. And some of these contestants felt like they were tokenized or exploited even at the time. So for some contestants, it wasn't a safe environment. Do we, the viewers and the fans, hold some blame here? I think that we should take some responsibility. What I heard from so many producers is Tyra wanted to keep upping the drama season after season because mm. that was the only way to keep people interested for something like the makeover episode. All of these crazy out-of-control makeovers, you have the contestants crying about them. It's perfect reality TV. But that was something that more than any of these scary photo shoots, like you have more injuries in the makeover episode than anything else. Like in season 16, Michaela, she developed a severe rash and had sores on her head after her makeover. She had to go to the ER off camera. And she's not the only person. A lot of people had to get their makeovers redone. Multiple Black contestants said that they had to kind of have a Black stylist come in after the fact, off camera usually, and get their hair fixed. What are the most important things you want listeners to know from your story? First of all, that some of these contestants, it really did impact them I reached out to so many people. Some people did not even want to speak with me because this is something that was really hurtful for them and they just don't feel comfortable talking about it anymore. On the other hand, I think that a lot of reality television has similar goals and similar flaws. Top Model was not the only place using these strategies. It kind of invented the playbook that was used by a lot of other shows. So I don't want people to say, oh, Tyra Banks like, is the worst person in the world. I think that it is more nuanced than that. Kate, thanks for the great story and thanks for joining us at The Refresh. Thank you so much for having me. Kate Taylor investigates celebrities and companies for Insider.